0: What I was witnessing was a lot of systemic racism aimed at Indigenous women when they would try and go to the doctor or access health services. I wanted to be part of the solution, and there just was no way that I could move to a larger city to go to university.
1: Shelley Wierke is a proud Métis woman.
0: I am a member of the North Slave Métis Alliance. I live on Treaty 6 territory in Lloydminster, Alberta.
1: She embraced her identity late in life after finding her birth father. After going on her own healing journey, she noticed some of the health problems her community was facing. So she decided to devote herself to a life of research and advocacy, redefining how we think about healthcare. This is Go the Distance, a podcast from Athabasca University. The world is rethinking education, and distance learning has become a major part of the conversation. To some people, it may seem new and strange, but it's been going on for a long time, creating opportunities and changing lives. This series will share stories from one of the world's leaders in distance and online education for the past 50 years, Athabasca University, right here in Canada. We hope it can inspire you to start your own path to education. How far will education take you? Shelley came to her identity later in life.
0: You know, my personal history is that I was given up for adoption as a baby, and I Métis. So I actually grew up with a settler colonial family.
1: She wasn't exposed to Indigenous culture as a kid.
0: And I reclaimed my identity when I found my birth father in Yellowknife in 2006. So I've been through an entire process of decolonization and reclaiming my own culture. And so I think you know one of my gifts that I have is that I've I've healed myself.
1: Shelley was 26 at the time. She continued to develop a relationship with her birth father and later her birth mother too. And when her dad was dealing with health issues, she showed up to support him.
0: My dad is a type 2 diabetic and in 2015 he became an insulin-dependent type 2 diabetic. And that's when I decided to run a half marathon for Team Diabetes to support him on his health journey with diabetes. And um, when I was out training in my community, I noticed that there wasn't any indigenous women at the gym or running. And as I became more familiar with type 2 diabetes, I realized that indigenous women are four times as likely to have type 2 diabetes as non-indigenous women. And, you know, I've struggled with my own weight. At my heaviest, I was 220 pounds. So I know what it's like to not know where to begin. And I also know how intimidating gyms can be.
1: So she decided to start a health program. By that time, she was living in Lloydminster. That's where she co-founded a group called Women Warriors that offered a space for Indigenous women to come, work out and talk about health. Through round circle discussions, participants would share their stories. And what Shelley was hearing was that the barriers women were dealing with weren't just physical.
0: You know, I was hearing a lot of barriers that had to do with the social determinants of health. Housing, education, access to quality health care, access to good quality food, so food security. So, you know, instead of taking a biomedical view of Indigenous women's health and saying the reason that you have diabetes is because you eat low-quality food, the real reason has to do with the social determinants of health.
1: Women Warriors was a success, and it started to grow.
0: We ended up getting a uh, Alberta Government Recreation and Physical Activity Division grant to run the program in Lloydminster and then we continued on with that grant to run the program at Onion Lake Cree Nation in 2018 and it also expanded out to the city of Calgary and they ran two programs for a couple years. But
1: Shelly figured if she really wanted to make change to the system she needed to go back to school. The problem is when you live in a city of 30,000 people options are limited.
0: So I have three girls, Uh, their ages are 11, 9, and 7, and we live in a rural location. We live in Lloydminster, Alberta, and there just was no way that I could move to a larger city to go to university because my husband lives here and works for an oil field company here called Husky. So one of my only options was to do long distance learning.
1: So she did exactly that. She enrolled in a degree in sociology and gender studies at Athabasca University and focused on Indigenous health research.
0: You know, my research comes from my heart and it comes from my own experience with women warriors and listening to those round circle discussions and understanding Indigenous women's health on a very deep level, on a spiritual level.
1: She got a grant to do a digital storytelling project. She would sit down with women for long sessions, at least 12 hours, she says, where they would talk about their health.
0: And what I found when I sat down to do the digital stories with Indigenous women, it was like therapy.
1: Shelley was looking for stories of strength and resilience.
0: So the first two participants I had, Maxine, talked exclusively about her mother's residential school attendance at St. Barnabas. And then my next participant, Beatrice, talked about her own residential school uh, experience and then that of her parents and her grandparents so she's a third generation residential school survivor a huge gaping hole in her heart is her loss of language she can no longer speak her Cree language so when you talk about indigenous people's health you know when people have taken away your language that is a huge soul wound. And then in, in kind of juxtaposition to Beatrice's story is Dorothy's story in that she has spoken her language, her traditional language, since she was born. And she talks about how important that is for her own health.
1: One thing that Shelley got out of her education was mentorship. She speaks fondly of her supervisor, Dr. Janelle Baker, an assistant professor in the anthropology department.
0: The support last summer from Dr. Baker was really essential to my digital storytelling project because it was the first time I'd ever been involved in research on my own. You know, I would show her the digital stories, I was able to call her up whenever I needed. She's also Métis, so another Métis academic that could relate to working with Indigenous populations and really giving me some, you know, moral support as well as research support. Here's Janelle. Philly already has this amazing Women Warriors project, right? And so this is just sort of coming from her existing work. And of course, she wants to get course credit for it. So we um, worked together to get, you know, a course designation for her to, to be able to do that.
1: The project also involved traveling to Yellowknife. Janelle came along.
0: We had a um, a knowledge translation session called Legacy in Yellowknife where all of the women, all five of the women, presented their digital stories to Yellowknife community members including medical professionals. Um, So part of this research is more about strength-based, resiliency, teaching healthcare professionals how to do cultural safety in a way that is coming directly from the source, not from me, the researcher.
1: From Janelle's perspective, Shelly is already making an impact.
0: To me, there was an incredible amount of value in the doing of this project, but there's been several opportunities for her to present to healthcare workers. And uh, I think it's really had some impacts on individuals in a personal way and and them trying to understand how cultural security is so important.
1: Shelly's ambition for her digital storytelling project isn't stopping at her undergrad degree. She wants to get her master's. And open up even more areas of research
0: you know the sky is the limit and the best thing about athabasca university it's prepared me to be a at home productive employee so whatever i do i know i have the skill set to do it from home if i want to you have to have very clear boundaries about what's going to get you ahead in life and i'm telling you right now a university education is the number one priority to get me ahead and to where I want to be because I am going to be an amazing leader and I need to have my undergrad and my master's. So I'm just very clear about what my goals are and how I'm going to get there.
1: Go the Distance is a podcast from Athabasca University au canada's online university has been a leader in online and distance learning for more than 50 years for more information go to athabascau.ca thank you to our guests Shelley Weert and janelle baker this show is produced by antica our senior producer is kevin sexton our associate producer is sheena rossiter Stuart cox is the president of antica this was the final episode of go the distance season one if you haven't heard the rest of the series You can listen to it right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.